your guarantee. Welcome to Money Back Guaranteed, where all your money is guaranteed when you're tailing Jay and Angel on this podcast. At least one of us. At least one, not me. I can tell you right now, I had an awful night on Thursday. I mean, I won my digs. You know, I won my off-show parlays or off-show bets, but that doesn't count because now I'm here trying to explain to y'all why the over didn't hit. And it's easy. Three pick by Stafford. That's why the over didn't hit. And why the Rams lost so bad. The Rams lost because they weren't ready. The celebration was too big. OBJ is a distraction. Whatever the case may be. The Rams got fucking annihilated on both sides of the ball. And I have I have nothing. Other than Josh looked really fucking good in his first two drives, then really fucking bad his next two drives. And then after that, he went right back into like prime Josh Allen. I mean, he finished 26 for 31 and had two picks, one of which was definitely not his fault. The other, I call it 60 40 his fault, maybe 70 30 his fault, but definitely not totally his fault. My man. When are you going to learn? Trust I mean, the hot streak. This is Bro, my fault. 66%. I went two for three last night. Two for three on this show. I told you continuity. The Bills brought everybody back except for one person. More time together. Now, did I think that Matthew Stafford was not going to be able to trust anybody except for... <laughs> Uh, Cooper Cup? No, no, sure didn't. But damn, was that the case? He looked like Tom fucking Brady when he was missing Godwin and Evans and Antonio Brown jumping jacked off the field. And he was trying to figure out who actually knew the plays between Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller and Cyril Grayson Jr. That was ugly, bro. Two targets for Allen Robinson. Oh, watch out for him in fantasy. And all Sean McVay has to say is, couldn't get into a rhythm. No, we couldn't hand the ball off to Cam Akers, who we're paying to be our every down back. No, we couldn't throw a screen to Allen Robinson to try to get him involved. Bro, Allen Robinson might be the finesse god, the finesse (laughs) king. He's He's just making his money playing on all these shitty teams with terrible quarterbacks. And everyone's like, oh, man, Allen Robinson, though. Allen Robinson, though. Bro, maybe it's you. 
Yeah, uh, he spent all that time in Chicago, and everyone's like, free Allen Robinson. He needs to get to a better team. He's on the championship team now, and nothing. One catch for four yards, or per- 10 look, yards. That's what it look pretty good with Blake Bortles. <laughs> Blake Bortles better than Matthew Stafford? I don't know. I mean, last night, you could probably, yeah, you could probably argue that maybe if Blake Bortles was in this game, he doesn't throw three picks and his QBR rating is 63. But Bad, bad picks. Yeah. Three bad picks. I mean, one went right off of Cooper's hands, like both of his hands hit right on the hand. That's why I said three out of four picks were bad picks. (laughs) And seven sacks. Go figure. You replace a 41-year-old offensive lineman and you got worse? Bro. Like, I don't know. Like, Matthew Stafford, apparently, I don't know where this came from, but all of a sudden, everybody's talking about his elbow surgery and they're talking about how his best friend, Clayton Kershaw, was helping him recover because it was a baseball, like a baseball-style throwing injury. Yeah. Bro, that is why you don't throw a football like a baseball. Pray for your boy Patrick. Some of those little no look sidearm bullshits. Watch yourself in ten years. That's gonna wear on you. I don't know how that. First off, I feel like that didn't come out all off season. It came out like a week ago. No, early in the off season there was talks about his shoulder. Yeah, and now it's all about the elbow and how he was hurt. He got the surgery to clean it up and yada yada yada. It was a cleanup surgery. It wasn't like a Tommy John or anything like that. I mean, that's what they made it seem like. But I mean, that's sure what enough, it looks like. Sure enough, he didn't look great. No, he did not look good. All the balls kind of sailed on him. Had a really, really tough game against his defense. This is, I say this is my fault because this is where I should have started the crazy point line right here. I should have picked the Bills minus 10 and a half, 11 and a half. That's what I should have did. But the champions coming back, everyone kind of came back. You would say they took one small step down, adding Allen Robinson and not OBJ. The team looked like it was going to be good. No, 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 no. Absolutely got blown the fuck out by the Bills. And there's no question in anyone's mind. Everyone's like, yep, Bills championship, Bills to the Super Bowl. Bills going to meet whoever the fuck and... They're going to destroy him in the Super Bowl. And I don't think that's the case yet. Yeah. I've seen Josh Allen run a lot and get hit a lot. Yeah, he's a big guy, but all it takes is one fucking hit. I want to talk about that. Do you think uh, OBJ says this is nothing? Says the Bills are that good. Are the Bills your runaway? Let's see if I can get the updated right now. I don't even I think they shut down the the updated odds, but are the Bills still your favorites to win the uh, Super Bowl this year? Do you think they should be the favorite to win the Super Bowl? Did they show you anything new yesterday? Yeah, this team should be the favorite to win the Super Bowl right now. Defensively, it's going to be a question mark. They got some rookie corners that they're rolling out there, but they have safeties that are elite. That's the only question mark they have is the corners. But other than that, man, they looked really, really good. Von Miller looks good on that defense. 
putting him with Ed Oliver is going to be insane. We've seen it. Yeah, I would say top to bottom, Bills definitely should be favorite to win the whole thing. And in my eyes, yeah, they're about they're number three, solid three. You know, they are currently going off at plus four seventy five to win the Super Bowl, and they are the current favorites. That makes sense. Uh, team on the field, you know, they look the best. But after Sunday, I want to see what the odds look like because. I think the Bucs are going to have a great game. I think the Chiefs are going to have a great game. The Vikings are going to have a good game as well. So I think there's a lot of teams that are going to have really good games and like their odds are going to skyrocket, you know? All right. MBG, MBG Sportsbook. Give me the odds. What are the odds that Odell Beckham Jr. signs with the Los Angeles Rams after last night? Fucking. Oh, Rams? Are we at minus 200, minus 250? For the Rams? For OBJ to sign with the Rams? Yeah. Oh, I would say, like, even odds at this point. Like, OBJ's in a good spot. You know, he came in, seen what the Rams look like. Oh, man, the Rams look like they need me. But if Buffalo calls, I don't think they really need OBJ. But come on, man. OBJ, Diggs, and uh, Gabriel Davis? That's a unit. That's a hell of a unit. But he's still hurt, so I think he's going to take his time, and I don't think the Rams is going to be his go-to. I don't think so. I I think there is no team that needs Odell Beckham Jr. more than the Rams right now, though. Oh, 100%. Again, there was not a single receiver that Matthew Stafford trusted outside of Cooper Cup. He didn't look like he wanted to throw to Tyler Higby. You're getting... Footsteps, Stafford, same as you had in Detroit. And, I mean, you might be finding out that Matthew Stafford's just not that good without a dominant defense and every single thing around him being perfect. Yeah. And this could be just Stafford being hurt and need a couple weeks to, like, get to 100% and see what it really looks like. But, man, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I mean, granted – Buffalo Bills turned over the ball three times as well. So it was a sloppy game. It's week one, opening day. But if you're looking at it right now, yeah, OBJ definitely needs to sign on this team or they need to go get somebody. Well, they have 10 days to figure it out before Atlanta comes to town. Uh, Angel, I don't know if there is a point limit that I wouldn't take the Rams as a spread. I think at this point, not even watching Atlanta play a fucking game, I would take the Rams minus 28. Yeah, that's about low. A little low for me. I would go college-wise, minus 35 or something like that. Minus 42. Minus 42, max it out. (laughs) Minus 42. The Rams are going to come in and be pissed the fuck off. Everything's going to be loaded. Sean McFay is not a guy that's going to – fucking take this L and just go, hey, we're just going to learn from... No, they're going to hit practice and go absolutely crazy. Now, is it the, is Do you think missing Kevin O'Connell could be the issue for the, the Rams? No, not really. I just think Sean McVay is still the straw that stirs the drink on that offense. I think he's the, the mastermind behind it all, and he just signs people. Uh, 
and kind of trains them, gets them going to run the system he likes to run. However, uh, I mean, I think it's more of a personnel thing. This is by far the most turnover they've ever had. Uh, And again, I mean, people will complain about the preseason, but zero starters played in the preseason. Yep. I mean, that makes a difference. 100%. And the, the thing you're going to run into is you've got a target on your back being the former Super Bowl champions. You do have new people in key positions and you've paid people a lot of money that limits, even though Stafford and Cup are both on team-friendly deals. You paid enough money to Jalen Ramsey a couple of years back. You just gave Aaron Donald an absolute bag. Like you have paid people a lot of money to come play for you and you don't have a lot of cap space to maneuver this year. So, I mean, you're looking at key positions that you're having to train in a offense that's potentially very complicated. It's more of a, an intellectual offense than I'm sure a lot of teams run. So, yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit concerned. I think it has more to do with trust than anything else because you had what you needed with, I mean, Cooper Cup still went off. You need somebody, anybody, to take advantage of the mismatches. But Matthew Stafford last night looked worse than Jared Goff looked in most of his games as a Ram. <laughs> yeah, no, Stafford had a I'm really keep bad taking game. shots. By the way, going to just keep <laughs> taking shots at Stafford. Jalen Ramsey, by the way, they're paying him a good amount of money to maybe be a dime corner. Like, I. Uh, we're talking we're talking finesse god my man is living large right now this was the first time in 55 games that he let a touchdown over his head and over 100 yards on him except for the super bowl regular season game <laughs> that's where the, that's where they count that's where the stats count and he is just absolutely he's lost a major step Lost a major step. He doesn't want to cross the defense to chase down the top receiver. And when he's up against the top receiver, man, Diggs did it to him nasty. He has a lot of matchups. When they broke it down and they showed that the Bills were going in motion to test if he would go across the field, and he didn't, bro, you, you are losing your dog. I'm taking it back. (laughs) And you are making, like I said, not that it's his fault, a lot of money. And also not to do my best Max Kellerman impression, but shut down corners absolutely have a cliff. Namdi Asamoah hit it. Richard Sherman hit it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Darrell Revis hit it. And now Jalen Ramsey's hit it. I think you are going to see him be either out of the league or moving to safety by potentially by the end of the year. Wow. I truly think, I truly think that next year you are hearing them say Jalen Ramsey either needs to restructure or he's going to get cut. Jalen Ramsey just needs to tell himself that you can't be within five yards of the receiver. There's no jamming anymore for you. You don't have that. You play it wide and put yourself in the right spot. He's still a really good corner in this league. He's still a really, really good corner. But 
he needs to play to his age, I guess. I don't know if it's age, step, uh, safety not there. I mean, I mean, if you look at it, everyone's going to say that touchdown for Diggs was not on Ramsey. That was on the safety to be there and cover over the top. Whatever. Ramsey versus Diggs on the other side, one-on-ones. The other, Davis, he had Davis one-on-one. It did not look good. Bro, I expect him to bounce back. I expect I, him to bounce back. I have not seen a quote unquote top tier corner get burned that badly by a double move since Trevon Diggs in every single game. <laughs> He's fine. He's going to be fine. This is going to be his last year of somewhat being really good, but then you might see him next year on a different team. I see Ramsey on a different team next year and chasing kind of glory maybe that patrick peterson route really fucking good all the time but it then he becomes a leader and what he's a he's a leader type he's just a leader patrick peterson's not good he's not good anymore no and he hasn't been good three years so like Stephon Diggs been- is starting it right now three years this is the three-year patrick peterson process for Jalen ramsey this is year one where he's gonna be he's supposed to be the go to a corner. team that can't develop and draft cornerbacks and get a bag. Look at Patrick Peterson, bro. He's getting bags still. And he's and that's don't encourage that. I'm just telling you what his you're saying he's gonna be out the league by the end of the year, or this is his last year. I don't think so. He'll go he will to not fucking... be a starting cornerback. Unless it's for an awful team. I mean, yeah, he might go to Houston and no. they'll play him out to get burnt you know a bunch exactly of times a going. game. You know, you know where exactly where he's going after this. Back to Jacksonville. Be the guy over there. You can do that over there. You honestly, can... honestly, he just needs to go to New England. That's what it comes down to. Because oh, you know what Bill Belichick will do? He'll put him in like a very specific spot. He'll be like, yep. You're going to be my nickel corner. You're going to do this, and you're going to be really good at it. And if you don't like it, shut the fuck up. He had Darrell Revis, like, definitely when he was missing a step and made him passable. I don't think Bill would sign him. Too much attitude, too much character, too much rah-rah. I mean, and he will for that, that money. He, Bill, he's not. he doesn't want that. And Jalen doesn't want to give up his soul to go for the Patriots. I don't think so. Jalen's fine. He just had a really, really bad home opener. A lot going on. The team throughout quarterback to the last person had a shitty fucking game. Even Aaron Donald fucking completely disappeared after his one sack. Did his little celebration. Feels good. Da, da, da. He disappeared after that. Daryl Henderson was running the ball. There's a lot of shit for the Rams that just wasn't going right. And you've seen it right then and there. The Rams... This is preseason game one for them. How about that? They can still win this division with ease, though, even after this loss. I don't know, man. Suddenly all the fucking people who are way too high on the 49ers are kind of making sense. Maybe Kyler Murray can play Call of Duty. The Rams are going to be just fine. They just had a very fucking shitty game. Stafford's going to get healthier. Allen Robinson is going to be more in, in tune in the offense. They just 
Yeah, no, the Bills took care of him. I'm not taking anything away from the Bills. Defensively, fucking shut it down. Offensively, scored every single day. Punt. They didn't punt once. They just got man. They just got slaughtered. Manslaughter. Straight up. Second degree. Rams just fucking got murdered. But they're gonna bounce back from this and they're gonna figure it out. I mean, this same shit. Tom took fucking 14 days off of fucking camp to go argue with his wife. You think he's going to have a good game against Dallas? Maybe. He's going to be really pissed off. So maybe. But he could also shit the bed. He's in Dallas. I mean, if Tampa looks like the Rams, you're not going to say, oh, yeah, no, it's all over. It's just week one. We're fine. None of my bets hit. You think I'm going to stop betting? No. It's a bad, bad night. We'll move on. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you are feeling so good about it because there's losing and then there's losing like that. I suppose the only positive thing you have to say about that loss is every single thing looks so bad. You maybe don't even need to watch the film. Yep. But. I mean, that was pretty fucking terrible. Yeah, that looked really fucking bad. Like or if they is were the if they were in, that fucking good. Like we don't know until week two. I mean, I I tend to lean more that the Rams are that bad. Don't get me wrong; the Bills are very good. They're a very good team. They absolutely should be considered a favorite to win the Super Bowl. I I don't like the Bills as much as everybody else seems to like the Bills. I haven't seen this a team so universally predicted to win the Super Bowl since the year after the 19-0 Patriots. Yeah. It's like heavy on the Bills. I legitimately, NFL Network, clean sweep across the board, every single person predicting the Bills. Craziness. You know what that means. One bad run, Josh Allen out for the year, all that shit goes away. No, I mean, and they're a very, they're an injury prone team. I think, Mm -hmm. like, you really do need to look at it where, I mean, I think the worst take I've heard is people being like, nobody's worried about Josh Allen running the ball, but when Lamar Jackson does, everybody freaks out. No, dude. You're clearly not paying attention. I think everybody is freaking out about Josh Allen trying to run the ball. Every single soul is watching the game, see Josh Allen run, and everyone screams slide, and he drops his head, and he fucking runs over people. It's You you play in bad weather too, bro. You try to run in bad weather, you slip up, you take a bad hit, you're six seven. Corners are gonna go for your legs. I think they really need to figure out a way to find a way to take Josh Allen running the ball out for the first three quarters of the game. Fourth quarter, you need to win. Yes. Josh Allen, you need to first down. You make sure you run out of bounds. Start Hon- being smart with yourself. Honestly, I don't really have an issue with him running the ball. 
I do definitely have an issue with them running with up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, running designed quarterback keepers. That shit has got to stop. Like, I, I think I'm, who did I talk to mention this about? There's some quarterback that I was talking about in our preview, but it's taking, I think, I, no, it's not a quarterback. I think I was saying it about Christian McCaffrey. You don't have to stop him from running the ball. Obviously, he should still be running the ball, and Christian McCaffrey should still play running back and not move to slot receiver. But you need to limit the useless impacts he's taking in garbage time for no reason when you have options. Christian McCaffrey should 100% be running 30 to 40% of your inside runs, and you should be bringing in Donta Foreman to run the other 60 to 65 to 70%. Yep. It's stupid not to. Josh Allen, when you have Zach Moss and you have like hard-nosed downhill runners, which I mean they don't have an explosive runner, that's all they have. Evan Singletary really you, good. You shouldn't need Josh Allen to pick up those hard three yards. No. You drafted a running back really early. You brought back Zach Moss. Devin Singletary actually looked pretty good. Looks like he f- figured it out. No, there's no reason why Josh Allen should be running the ball in any situation that isn't a game on the line type of situation. It's going to get him hurt. And who knows? Maybe Josh is calling and plays himself. Like, yo, no, I'm a, we're going to do this. We're going to kill it. And we're going to go me running to the right. Definitely could be it. But I, yeah, they got to find a way to stop that. And the Rams need to figure out a way to get their head wrapped, head on right. Because they got punched and their heads are spinning. But right now, yeah, Josh Allen for MVP. What's good? Yeah. No one else played, but I read that today. Like, oh, Josh Allen's guaranteed MVP. It's like over Stafford. Yeah, sure. But it's going to be really really intriguing on how they're going to figure out their offense going forward and try to eliminate those hits on Josh Allen and for the Rams they got to figure out a way to get the playmakers the ball you got Cooper Cup the ball that's good but there's another 12 guys that get paid a lot of money to excel in your offense and they didn't I mean at this point the blueprint to beating the Rams is Give Cooper Cup anything under five yards. Give him anything under 10 yards. Take away everybody else and see if just Cooper Cup can win you the game because if any last night's any indication, he fucking can't. Yeah, he definitely I, can. Against the bad defense, Cooper Cup and, and Stafford can definitely win you a game. I, uh, I really do wish they weren't playing Atlanta next week because I would love to hammer the Rams to go 2-0 and and I just don't think I can do it. <laughs> no. Unless Atlanta finds a way to look decent against New Orleans, I don't think so. Rams is the heavy bet for next week. Championship team, they're going to blow them out. That's going to be my big spread of the week right there. I might take Rams minus... 12 and a half to be safe. All right. 
Let's get into NFL pick'ems real quick. It is going to be a wonderful week one. We have insane matchups. Let's get right into it, huh, Jay? Yeah. First game, New Orleans Saints. Your boy up against the Atlanta Falcons. I think this is a pretty easy pick. You know, we're going to go with Saints. Atlanta with Mariota. Kyle Pitts haven't caught a touchdown in the U.S. yet. Cordell Patterson is just... You plan for them, their whole scheme is over. Yeah, said that about fucking Cooper Cup. Uh, well, I'm, I was wrong. Thanks for bringing that back up. New Orleans Saints, easy pick. Uh, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Winston. It's going to be a great game. Great game for Atlanta. I think they're going to do a wonderful job. They have uh, elite defense still. So that's an easy pick. Bro, I don't know if I'm going to bet this or not. But for someone who caught how many touchdown passes last year to Kyle Pitts catch? He caught one in London and one in the Pro Bowl. So one. Pro Bowl <laughs> doesn't count. Uh, he is plus 225 to score a touchdown in this game. Man, that is tough. I'll take it. Who else are you going to throw the ball to? Well, bro, I'm saying that's really low. I mean, I feel like he's going to be a, a focal point of their offense. They're clearly going to try to feed him the ball. Yep. But, I mean, you got to think when you're – I mean, Cordero Patterson is the only other Falcon that's higher than him, and he's at plus 180. Drake London plus 250. And then, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. Then the next one is Marcus Mariota. Or unless I think Alamide Zacchaeus is a Falcon. Yes? No? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Meanwhile, you have Kamara at minus 150, Michael Thomas at plus 175, which seems high. Uh, Drake London. Oh, he's in Atlanta, plus 250. Uh, Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry, both plus 275 for any time touchdown. Not bad. They're all kind of high up there because I don't even think Atlanta scores a touchdown. No. Very interesting. Uh, no, but I was going to say, I feel like for – I don't know if that's high or low. I feel like it's a little bit low. I feel like he should be up there like plus 275. He really hasn't shown he can get in the end zone. Marcus Mariota very much unproven as a quarterback in this offense. I don't know, man. It'll be interesting to see. I don't know if I'm going to bet it. That's either free money or it's a trap bet. And I'm not sure which one yet. Yeah. It's funny how um, often those two are hand in hand. Yeah. There's any bet I'm touching on this is probably Mariota plus 50 yards rushing. I think he's going to be scrambling, running around. So I think he's going to be, uh, that's the only real success they're going to have. Mariota probably breaks one. He still has wheels. Kid can run. So. Other than that, man, no. Taking New Orleans spread, probably change the spread up a little bit too. So, yeah, five is kind of a garbage spread. If you're going to bet New Orleans in the spread, at least have the balls to juice it up to uh, minus six and a half. 
Oh, minus nine and a half. I think it's safe. I almost take that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Again, the the kind of catch all of the first week of the season. You really don't know what to expect. And apparently they're pretty high on Mariota, but I mean Drake London get didn't get a full off season. But I really don't know what Jameis is going to look like in this New Orleans offense. If he's going to look like he you know has, or if he's going to be Jameis thirty thirty Jameis. At the end of the day, I think he's still going to have a really good season. I think. I mean, we're seeing all the reports that he's looking really, really good in shape. Arm looks good. So I think they, uh, they're they going to be just fine this year. Just fine. Next game, San Francisco at Chicago. Trey Lance, first, uh, first start officially for the, New or- uh, for the San Diego 49ers. Uh, in Chicago, bad grass. Noon game. It's going to be cold. What you what think? A, what a fucking pretzel. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't have... I couldn't have less faith in two quarterbacks. If you had to put money right now, let's say the spread is... four, or let's say the spread is 500 yards... Between passing yards between Trey Lance and Justin Fields, are you minus one ten both? You take an over or under. Under. Where would you alternate spread that at, to where you would put the money at? Where's like your floor? What would you go? Would you go like, uh, I don't know. I said five hundred. Would you go four hundred? Yeah. I would go four twenty five. I think four twenty five. That's where you know one of them is going to throw for two hundred plus. But both of them are going to run the ball. They're not They're Neither of them are confident enough to throw the ball downfield. I think Trey Lance is a little more accurate than Justin Fields. But no, this is going to be a very, very weird 10 to 7 win for either team. Like It just depends on who has the ball at the end. I uh, again, I'm going to try to save my picks for pick of the week, but. I think uh, no George Kittle potentially could be a massive game changer in this game. And did you hear reports that uh, apparently uh, Trey Lance was quote unquote annoyed when Jimmy Garoppolo decided to come back? Really? No, I did not hear that. That was the reaction. Apparently he was allegedly annoyed that they would let him come back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which sorry man it uh it sounds like my dude is shook yes and, and it Jimmy sounds took like less money yeah and also just on principle i cannot i don't know if i can put money on a man whose hair looks as bad as trey lance when he has that much money <laughs> my, my man looks like uncle ruckus from the boondocks yeah, my man is he missing missing some stuff up top for being so young, you know. <laughs> yeah, he he needs to figure out quick if he's gonna just be like a hat guy all the time, or he just needs to just get rid of it right now. Just go bald. Yeah, bick it, <laughs> go full full Vin Diesel with it. Just bick that stuff. No, 
he has to take the helmet off and like have the hat right there. So it's like no camera. <laughs> like, yo, this the man Bortles. got Kevin Durant head. <laughs> the, the Bortles. Yep. There it is. <laughs> get, get this man some hair plugs. I don't know. Hey, he's in uh, L.A. LeBron knows a guy. Sure does. <laughs> he knows one good guy and a couple really bad guys. There you go. Any interesting bets in this game? I mean, honestly, I don't. I love that um, we're getting rid of the like shitty bets first. Yeah. Uh, the under? I don't know. That's about it. I won't even take the teams on this one because it's just so up in the air. You just don't know what San Francisco is going to look like. How about uh, plus twenty five hundred? Justin Fields and Trey Lance, two hundred and seventy five plus passing yards each. Man, plus plus twenty five hundred. Yeah, that's kind of a. That's almost one of the. It, it feels like that Josh Allen, Matt Stafford, four hundred plus. You know, it just seems like you know, it should happen, but. I mean, it's this with these bad. Teams, they probably won't even break a hundred. It's this bad. <laughs> Justin Fields and Trey Lance, two plus passing touchdowns each, is plus four fifty. Damn. I wouldn't touch that either. Short, Debo short yardage. And- Debo Samuel and Darnell Mooney, 80-plus receiving yards each is plus 650. Uh, I mean, screens and shit for Debo, sure. Mooney, I don't know. I don't know what their plan is with him. He's supposed to be that guy, but we just don't really know, like, what are you going to use him for? Are you going to try to turn him into, like, a Debo for you? I don't know. Yeah, this game is just, I don't know. I'm not even looking at it for betting wise. I'm just gonna leave that one alone all the way. Just no thank you. No Fair. Thank you. Uh next game. Now here we go. We're getting into a good one now. Uh Pittsburgh Steelers, Mr. Bisk gets the start up against the AFC defended champions, the Cincinnati Bengals. Is this game easy? The easy bet? Uh, easy better trap game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would take Cincinnati money line. I wouldn't take it the spread. I don't know. I mean, Pittsburgh still super solid defense. They have multiple weapons on offense. Can Mitch get him the ball? Is Kenny Pickett going to start at half? <laughs> is... Six and a half is a big fucking spread. Yeah, I looked at it earlier. I was like, man, that is. That is tough. That is a tough spread. Like Joe Burrow didn't really play a whole lot in uh in the uh preseasons because he was dealing with that abdominal problems, but six and a half is tough, but I'm gonna give it to Cincinnati. Team has the chemistry, team has the weapons, they brought everyone back. Defense got a little better as well. Offensive line, they did some work on the offensive line to bring some guys in. Even though we don't know, they brought them in. They weren't like top tier guys, but they shook up their offensive line to get Joe Burrow some more time. So taking Cincinnati. Uh, 
I would yeah. take uh, Jamar I mean, minus, Chase two touchdowns. Minus two eighty is kind of a joke, but yeah, what are you gonna do? Right. I hope the Cincinnati. I hope Joe Burrow lights it up. Oh, I see Joe Burrow getting three fifty, <clears throat> three touchdowns, a pick maybe. It's gonna have a good game. Who you got winning this one right here between Cincinnati and Pittsburgh? I take Cincinnati. I think minus two eighty is kind of a joke. I think Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I just. It's a very good defense against a very good offense, but I think. Cincinnati's defense is better than Pittsburgh's offense more than potentially, I think, the opposite. Pittsburgh defense, Cincinnati offense is kind of a wash. Yeah. Now, granted, we watched the Jets game, Cincinnati at the Jets. The Bengals do have the ability to just not show up. They did it twice against the Browns last year. Yeah. Uh so in that regard, the the six and a half is hard for me to commit to with confidence. Not saying I won't bet it. I bet a lot of things I don't believe in that hard. But when I give the picks to the people for the show, I am always on it, beliefs, full heart, clear eyes. What is that? Friday night can't lose. Uh but yeah, I, I would go Bengals to win if they give me better odds i'd take them but yeah i just that six and a half is if it was three and a half i'd probably take it yeah six and a half is tough yeah definitely and i'm about betting to make money minus 280 yeah i might throw that as like uh remember last year we did like a over 400 over 250 or better game parlay yeah we bet all favorites I might add it to something like that, but I think I think that's the only way I'd actually bet this game as a as a straight up money line. Yeah, absolutely. Take a Cincinnati there as well. Next game, trap game, always a trap game for New England. New England Patriots going to Miami to go against the Miami Dolphins. I just said I pick for the people on this show. I pick what I believe. And I am all over the Dolphins' money line. There you go. And I don't like it. I feel bad about it. I feel gross. I, I feel like I need to shower. But it, here's the, here are the facts. It is in Miami. Yep. The Patriots legitimately never play well in Miami. That is their number one divisional loss over the entire Tom Brady era. We're talking the Gronk. We're talking about the Gronk playing safety last minute, lose the first seed of the playoffs. We're talking the fucking wildcat game where they just what running back at quarterback. And that just lit the league on fire. That started with new England in Miami. I've just seen it so many times. I hate it. I know the Patriots view the preseason as an extension of the regular seat of the, or the September as an extension of the preseason. Uh, one of the areas I really desperately wanted the Patriots to address is finding a successor to Devin McCourty 
they didn't do that. I think it's going to be closer than you think just because the Patriots have really strong defensive line play. I think they are going to get pressure on Tua. The question is good. I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I would take I, I would take the Dolphins to cover a three and a half point spread, I think for sure. I think I would even go as far as six and a half. Um, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. And yeah, I think the Patriots will probably win in Foxborough, but this is just, this has a loss written all over it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch the whole fucking thing. I'm going to hate every <laughs> fucking second of it. But yeah, I, I got to give the people what they, what they need to know. And that is that the Patriots, I don't think are going to win this game. Yeah, no, I don't think the Patriots are going to win this game either. Um, I think I'm going to bet against the Patriots until they finally announce an offensive coordinator, which I don't think they're going to do until probably week four. Like you said, an extension of the preseason. So maybe they get an offensive coordinator by week three, week four. Who knows? But, yeah, no, I think I'm going to take Miami. Spreads three and a half. I'll take that as well. It's easy. Um, But Tua is going to be interesting. A lot of pressure on Tua. We see a lot of bad throws. We see a lot of good edited throws. You know, it's going to be – I, I want to see what happens, man. I want to see how, how far this Miami team can take it. And this is going to be a good start going against the factory of the New England Patriots. And, yeah, take Miami right away. It's kind of bullshit that I can't on uh, on Bovada. I can't live. I can't alternate spread this game past minus six. Hmm. Interesting. I can they do like be. I can do like Dolphins buy, but I want I want a better. I want it more open ended than that, which is too bad. Yeah, no, they probably think Miami's going to blow out the Patriots. That's probably why they won't give you those odds. <laughs> Damn shame. Uh, next game on the slate here, we have Lamar without a contract versus the New York Jets, which I feel like it's an easy game. Baltimore can come in there and work their magic. They're going to go against Joe Flacco, which I, me personally, I feel like mm, maybe I throw a unit on the Jets. Big fuck you game for uh, Joe Flacco. Could be, but Lamar, the rest of this team is healthy, ready to run. They are going to be good to go. So I'm taking Baltimore on this one. Yeah, I think Baltimore is an uh, Baltimore is an easy call there. Easy, easy. I think, uh, yeah, that might be like that Baltimore. Well, I want to hear Baltimore, Indianapolis. Uh, Cincinnati, Kansas City, that might be Tennessee. That might be like my my why the fuck not parlay of the week. Yeah. Adding Baltimore to that is easy. They're going against the Jets without their starting quarterback. They're going in with the aging wonder. So it's an easy bet taking Baltimore there. Next game that is not as easy. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars 
up against the Washington commander. I think this is going to be the first game that the Jacksonville win. I think Jacksonville going into the commanders with the offense that they have now. Yeah, their defense is a little shaky still, but Trevor Lawrence with his offense, new coach, new system, new new feel. Yeah, the road starts right here. I think Jacksonville wins it over the Commanders. My man's really doing the race for se- race for seven. Yeah, doing it, man. I'm doing it. I think Jacksonville has the tools and the capability to win more than six games this year. Absolutely. I thought I thought it was going to be a good year last year. I I believed in Urban Meyer. That was stupid of me, but I'm going to believe in the guy that beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Big of you to admit it. <laughs> hey man, I just I got to keep it real with everyone. You know, if I fuck up. Hey man, I fucked up. We learn and move on. Well, until the wallet runs out, but you know. We'll hit a parlay yeah. by then. We'll hit a parlay by then. Don't worry, guys. Uh, Jacksonville, Washington, man. Who you got? You think Carson Wentz can get it done? No, I don't. I don't at all. <laughs> I think it's. A, I think it's a terrible fucking play. Yeah, it's gonna be really Carson Wentz, man. Set, what third team in three years? Um... Uh, yeah, third team three years. Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't believe in him. I mean, nobody does. That's why he's on his third team in three years. But Washington is still a very interesting team for this podcast because if the backup comes in, Jay is throwing in big money on his boy. So, absolutely, you know it, dude. You know it. <laughs> Did it all preseason. Why not? Right. Might as well. Might as well. A Sam Howell time, baby. That's what I'm really waiting for. <laughs> you got Jacksonville winning this one? Uh, bro, I, I, if we're doing just a pick them, I would take Jacksonville, but I'm not throwing any of my money on a game that's going to be this disgusting. <laughs> I think, I, I think the better team is probably Washington. If they, if they switch quarterbacks, I would take Washington a hundred times out of a hundred. The fact that the one person I don't like on Washington has to touch the ball every single play on offense is the the reason why I'm taking I would take Jacksonville. Damn it, Carson Wentz. Been fucking shit up for years. Next game, here it is. The most interesting game of the week. Cleveland Browns on their way to Carolina for game one. Absolute trash that I can't bet Carolina minus nine and a half. <laughs> That's Baker's, so Baker's like, revenge, gross. A hundred percent Baker's revenge. Like they're the better team. The only thing that can stop them is if Miles Garrett just absolutely wreaks fucking havoc on this team but yeah that's a an absolute joke of a pick oh man Jacoby Brissett Mari Cooper Nick Chubb can't get can't get the job done huh not for your standards 
Dude, I, I, I will never, never bet against pissed off Baker. No. Would it change your mind if Deshaun was playing this game? No. Deshaun looked worse than Jacoby. <laughs> what, in two practices and four throws in preseason? Yeah, pretty much. He <laughs> took a year off, man. Or he was not played for a year. How about that? Call yeah, what no. you will. I'm taking Carolina here. I think Baker is going to throw for an insane amount of yards and touchdowns. He's going to go absolutely off. Um, don't bet anything on McCaffrey. I think uh, McCaffrey's just going to have a mediocre game. 15 carries, 60 yards, no touchdowns. Try to keep him safe. He has a shin. He has a shin problem now. So, you know, you got to keep him healthy as much as you can. Okay. So I was going to clown on him, but apparently <laughs> he just got cleated and, like, cut his shin open, which I actually think I respect a little bit more. At least it's not like shin splints, at which case I would just be trading him for anything in fantasy. Oh, but hey, you know what? At least, you know, he was on the injury report, though. Like that should like he should have never been on there. That's a football injury. That shit just happens. Bandage and keep it moving. Unless he had to put like 20 stitches into his shin. Shouldn't be a problem moving forward. Until that becomes like an infection that turns into like a torn ACL. <laughs> Could happen with Christian, man. You never know. So interesting. Uh, Baker Mayfield over one and a half passing TDs and over 219 and a half passing yards parlays to plus 225. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Move the touchdowns up to like two and a half, maybe. Uh, they, I don't believe they give you that option. Oh, because, yeah, no, that's easy money. Yeah, they don't have, they don't have that option, unfortunately. Well, do they? Shit, they do. Maybe I picked the wrong one. <laughs> I don't like the pick a parlay on Bovada. It's not great. But no. anyway, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like that's those are what the over under is set for Baker Mayfield passing yards and passing touchdowns. And I feel like he destroys both. Yeah. He's maybe the job done. Maybe by halftime. Because <laughs> the Browns are also going to be down Greedy Williams. So they're going to be a little bit light at corner. I don't think they've ever started all four guys that they wanted at DB at the same time. Probably not. Not fucking once, bro. Bro, I I just don't think you can even, like, Baker Mayfield, at least three touchdowns is plus 440. I like it. I would take it. He's going to fucking kill Cleveland. I hope he does like the Johnny Manziel. Was it Johnny Manziel or was it Baker himself? Running down the sideline, telling you "fuck you" to everybody and shit. Uh, probably. No, yeah, it could have been Baker. So, <laughs> sounds like him. Sounds like Baker. Sounds like Johnny too. So I mean, who knows? Two guys that are going to play in an arena football in two years. Anyway, 
Rude. <laughs> Moving on. Indianapolis Colts up against the Houston Texans. Is this an easy game to bet? Or do you think Houston has any life in this bet here in this week? I think they have life. I don't think they have enough life for this, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, I, I, do, I think, again, it's similar to the Patriots game where I think it's not – I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Uh, but I do think it is going to be – I don't think there's any chance that Houston wins. I think Indianapolis is just too loaded. And I think I will bet against Matt Ryan in the second half of the season when his arm gets tired. I'm not going to do it the first month or two of the season. <laughs> yeah, no, I think post, Indianapolis... post Thanksgiving, I am fading the Colts every game. <laughs> No, I think Indianapolis has an easy run here. Um, JT going off, uh, Matt Ryan showing that he could do his thing. I really feel like Matt Ryan and this Indianapolis Colts team are going to do their thing this year for sure. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Philadelphia Eagles, which after this week, I will probably let you know if they're my Super Bowl favorites. Up against the Detroit Lions. Another easy game, right? Or do you have? Did you watch? Did you fall in love with Dan Campbell and Hard Knocks so much that you're like, "Fuck it, week one, I'm betting the Lions and Eagles." Oh, you know I did, dude. <laughs> you know I did. A lot of fucking home dogs. Major, a lot of them. I think Philly's just too good. I think Philly's too good. I like Philly. I like Philly five and a half. I think that's. I think that's your pick. I think this is a statement game. Uh, just too much, man. I think I think the Lions are a good year or two away from really contending. Yeah, they're a year or two away, a quarterback and a half away from really contending. They have a lot of love for golf. I don't think he's the answer at all. I think Philly is going to come in here and run this motherfucking game up. I think it's going to be a 42 to like 14. It's going to be a big game for Philly. Yeah, but here's the thing with Detroit. They're four defensive backs away from being contenders. So that's the <laughs> issue. Like, again, I don't think Jared Goff is a Hall of Famer, but I do think he's a good quarterback. I think he's at least as good as fucking Mariota. I think he's at least as good as Davis Mills. The issue is he needs the right people around him to be successful. They haven't given him the right people. Now they're finally giving him some of the right people. And he's going to have to play down 14 every single game. Sounds about right. Sounds about Jared Goff. He's in the this situation team, that he's in now. This team is still not built to come back from down 14. Do you think that this team will be good enough before Dan Campbell is forced out? I don't think Dan Campbell is going anywhere. And I think the Lions beat the Vikings at least once this year. All right. So obviously we're getting a little late in this podcast. Jay has had way too many drinks. So you taking the Eagles here? I'm definitely going to take the Eagles here. I am also going to take the prop bet of Miles Sanders scoring a touchdown. I mean, the odds have got to be good. I'm taking Miles Sanders to score. There we go. Next game, 
New York Giants up against the Tennessee Titans, where this game is a little interesting. Little interesting. We don't really know what Tennessee um, looks like right now with losing the receivers they did. I mean, obviously, they still have the king in the backfield. Ryan Tannehill didn't look too good in the preseason. It's going to be very interesting going up against the New York Giants. Danny Dines, is it his time? Is this his year? No? Not happening for Danny? Uh, I don't think it will ever happen for Danny. Stop trying to make Danny happen. (laughs) Why? The biggest joke ever (laughs) was trying to brand him as Danny Dimes. I mean, he has like four really good throws in the last like four years. So like he earns that last name or that nickname. Yeah. I mean, the worst thing that ever happened to him is like a small amount of success. Speaking of Kenny Galladay plus 275 to score a touchdown. There is a decent chance that I am just going to put any time touchdown bets on all of the receivers who just underperformed and couldn't get it fucking done last year to just get it done in week one. Only for the only reason that I can imagine who's the new head coach, former offensive coordinator of Buffalo, uh, Brian Dabble, Brian Dable. Uh, the only thing I can imagine is he's so sick of people asking him, how are you going to get Kenny Galladay involved? He's just going to be like, fucking fine. I'll get him a touchdown. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, this team. Yeah, those bets. I think that's a smart bet, really. You top three receivers, anytime touchdowns, throw a unit on it. Sleeper bet. Plus 800, Tennessee defense, anytime touchdown. Mm, I like it. Danny pick six. Oh, yeah. Danny pick six, Danny sack fumble, <laughs> fucking Barkley fumble. Oh, shit. Yeah, it could be rough. I like that bet, though. I'll definitely take that. Who you got winning this game, though? Uh, I, I've got the Tennessee Titans. I think Tennessee they're just – I don't think they're the better team anymore, but I think they're the better coach team with the more experience. Uh, I do think that – Man, I think minus 245 is fucking disrespectful. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. But, I mean, where the Giants are bad is right up the middle. And I know one or two people in Tennessee's backfield that would absolutely love to exploit that. 100%. As a Derrick Henry owner, I feel very good about this game. In fact, what is the Derrick Henry two touchdowns man you know he starts slow man every year he starts slow i don't think they even have any time touchdowns that sucks bro vegas is too good about not letting me make fucking money (laughs) derrick henry two touchdowns is plus 250 I think it's low. I'm thinking that's pretty low myself. Yeah. I think, yeah, I got Tennessee Titans winning this game as well. Derrick Henry's going to start slow, like I said, but he'll get a touchdown. The offense is going to run. 
I think Ryan Tannehill could, you know, he's going to make it happen with the receivers he got. Expect to get big game from the rookie Traylon Burke. Is he fully healthy? I know he had a wrist thing, right? Yeah, he's good now. He's good to go. So I think it's going to be a very interesting game. First game of the uh, 325 slate. I think this should have been a one o'clock game for sure. And Carolina Cleveland should have been a 325. But I'm not the NFL. Next game, yes, sir. It is a border battle. We have the Green Bay Packers up against Minnesota in Minnesota. Who do you have? I got Green Bay. Of course. Why? Please explain why you think Aaron Rodgers is going to win this game with no receivers. Well, Sammy Watkins as his receiver. Because he just loves beating Minnesota, and he always finds a way. Mm, not always. No, but, actually, yeah. from a betting from a betting perspective, I actually do really like the Vikings at even odds. But I just can't bring myself to actually bet on the Vikings because if they lose, it's the Vikings. You know, I got the Minnesota Vikings winning this. Even odds, easy money. Easy, easy money. This offense is really, really good. They're going to be moving the ball well, even against this really, really good defense. And even though the Vikings have a mediocre defense, Aaron Rodgers still has a lot of struggles. A lot of struggles that a lot of people are not really talking about. It's finally going to show. I think Aaron Rodgers and the struggle in Green Bay is going to headline next week. I got Minnesota winning. Counterpoint. The Packers defense is really fucking good. Really fucking good. Like top five, top, top three. three, top three. But I think this offense with everyone that they got, they're going to give Green Bay a run for their money. They need Green Bay to score points. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think Green Bay puts up 17. The Vikings put up 24. That's what I got. <laughs> I mean, Justin Jefferson, 100 yards and a touchdown. I'm taking that bet. Um, I will take uh, Dalvin Cook to score. Anytime touchdown, I'll take him on that one. If I can find a way to bet Dalvin Cook to fumble, I will do that as well. I think both brothers fumble week one. is going to be awesome. (laughs) Jay's prop bet of the week. Green Bay defense, anytime touchdown, plus 700. Pick six, Kirk. (laughs) <laughs> oh man you're just betting on a whole bunch of defenses and a whole bro bunch of- <laughs> i'm addicted to betting on defensive touchdowns <laughs> jay has a theme and it's going to be defensive touchdowns and passing yards that yeah, is jay's I'm- themes this week <laughs> bro i got a little bit hot betting sp- and by a little bit hot i mean red hot betting <laughs> spreads and suddenly I'm just a fucking jackass. <laughs> now everything. Yup. This is going to hit. This is going to hit. Oh, defense. I'm, this is going to hit. Like Jay is on a whole nother planet right now. I'm not, at the same time, they're giving me NASCAR bet odds. I might as well. <laughs> Jay is, has a nice seat next to the betting Lords. And he's just like, yep, this is good. Bro, this is I- good. Off off camera, I'm going to screenshot you all the bets I've made because I haven't bet a single spread yet. I'm saving that for my college football winnings. And 
it is it is a sight to behold. <laughs> oh my god. I'm taking Minnesota even odds. I'm taking Minnesota just to win this game. You're taking the Packers and Packers defense to score. <laughs> That's the mismatch oh. of the game. It's Kirk Cousins against the a really good defense. Tale as old as time. God damn it. Staying with my even bet, though. Fuck that. Next game. See, don't get mad because I'm right. <laughs> Just move on. <laughs> Fuck you. Next game. Easy game. Easiest game of the week. Kansas City Chiefs up against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Call of Duty is dropping, I think, like a beta today. So, bro, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't even matter. This is Chiefs minus seven. No DeAndre Hopkins. This is Chiefs minus six and a half. Take the spread. I'll say a lot of negative things about Patrick Mahomes, especially leading up to week four. But you cannot deny that Patrick Mahomes is the opening day king. The man does not lose week one. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't matter who you put in front of him. You could put the Bills. You could put the Rams. You could put whoever you want. Patrick Mahomes lights it up on week one. Do you want a fun stat? week four. (laughs) Do you want a fun stat? Let's let's hear it. I, I probably have read it, but yeah, let's hear it. Patrick Mahomes has only lost one game in the month of September as a starting quarterback. When are they playing the Bucks? In October. So <laughs> 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 fuck that. Anyway, fuck you. <laughs> they need to move the season up. We need to start playing games like Labor Day weekend. I think <laughs> that's I think that's what we need. But Patrick Mahomes, yeah, man, hottest quarterback in September. I just hope he carries that into a little bit of October or the rest of the year. This is me telling the world right now. I'm going to take 30 seconds to say this. Patrick Mahomes is going to be on a whole nother level that he will go down as the MVP of this league this year. He has so much pressure on him and he is going to turn into a true diamond. Everyone's going to be like, he doesn't need Tyreek. He just needs guys that can catch and he can make it happen. The magic from Mahomes this year is going to shock everyone. <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster, Offensive Player of the Year. <laughs> Marquez Valdez-Scantling, wide receiver one. Hey, I got... Patrick at MVP, Juju as Offensive Player of the Year, and Marcus Valdez-Scanley as Comeback Player of the Year. Why? Because that shit has no, there's no criteria for it. You could just win that. So, And after dealing with Aaron Rodgers, yeah, it is a comeback for sure. I got Kansas City, easy money, taking the spread. Might change the spread to 11. It's going to be great. I mean, they're still a good defense. I don't go crazy, but yeah. <laughs> oh, JJ Watt? Yeah, sure. All right. Okay. Okay. Next game, keeping it in the division, the Las Vegas Raiders up against the LA Chargers. This is going to be a hell of a game. This is going to be super, super interesting. Who do you have winning this one? 
Is this a disrespectful spread? Chargers plus one thirty-five, or no? I'm looking at the. I'm looking at week two. Uh, Chargers uh, minus one seventy-five. Raiders plus one fifty when they have offensive player of the year, Hunter Renfro. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. I think maybe because it's in L.A. to start the year off or something. I don't know why this spreads like that. I think this is minus 110 for both, but I got the Chargers. I think the Chargers are going to win this game. It's going to be close. I would almost say overtime. I have the Chargers too, but, yeah, this is tough because, like, as a betting man, that Raiders plus 150, even though I think the Chargers are going to win, is very fucking tempting because I think this game could come down to a field goal. The Chargers being the Chargers, like losing it in the fourth like they always do? Yeah, because their coach is a nerd who plays percentages, not feel. Yeah. And that's the Chargers are always going to be the Chargers for me. Look good all the way to the fourth quarter. They're on a drive to win it. They find a way to fuck it up. Always and forever, the Chargers will lose by less than a touchdown or less than eight points. How about that? But I think that them being at home, uh, the offense looks really good. Defense is paid and looks really good as well. There's no issues. I got the Chargers winning week one. Uh, Yeah, I mean... This is going to be tough because I think against other teams, I would take both of these teams to win. Uh, but against such good teams where you gained and lost so many different pieces, it'll be very interesting. I don't know if I'll actually put money on this. I might take the over 52. Uh, but I'll be I'll be very interested to see what these new look teams look against really good teams. Yeah, it's going to be I like it. This is going to be really, really nice. Really, really good game. It's going to tell. It's going to be a true tell on what these teams are going to be built for for the rest of the year. We are on Sunday night football, baby. We are here and very excited. Tampa Bay Bucks get a chance to go into big old state of Texas and take out the Dallas Cowboys. Do the Bucks do it? Spell. Game time decision on uh, Godwin. I got the Bucks either way. Uh, I think Dallas is overrated on defense. Last year, Tom Brady made uh, Micah Parsons look like a rookie. I think he'll look better this year. Was but I mean, like, like a bad rookie, like a why are you starting rookie? Fourth, I got the Bucks. Rookie. I got the Bucks. I got the Bucks minus two and a half. I, I love the Bucks minus two and a half. Um, yeah, I think I think they win. I think it's close, but I I think Tom Brady's going to take advantage of that secondary quite easily. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think a real easy bet, safe bet, is Mike Evans hundred and touchdown. I think that's going to be really good for him. And I also think uh, C.D. Lamb, 100 yards and a touchdown as well. They're going to throw the ball, and I think these two weapons are going to make it happen. I know Godwin is 
a game time decision. If he does play, I think it's going to guarantee Mike Evans 100 yards. If he doesn't play, I think he still gets it, but it's going to be more red zone touches and it's going to be a grind to get to the 100. But yeah, Tampa Bay, I don't know what the spread is. I'll probably take it. Um, yeah, I like I like Tampa here. I, I really like Tampa here. Yeah, spreads two and a half, which, I mean, Tampa by a field goal, that's how they won the last one. I feel like that's that's really not that bad. That's a, I think that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. Um, moving on to the last game, Monday night, which they made a mistake. I think Cleveland and Carolina probably should have been on Monday night as well. But we have the return of Mr. Unlimited himself, Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos going to Seattle to go up against Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. Who you got? I mean, this is uh, maybe my easiest pick of the week. I'm taking Denver. I just, the question is like, can you make the points work for you? Because it's so bad. Like this is, at least like Cleveland, Carolina could be close. I mean, this is just ugly. Like, this is arguably like the worst game of the week, and you're throwing it on Monday night. It's absolutely brutal. And the last thing I want to hear about is how Russell Wilson's been on his fucking Drake mode all in his fucking feelings for the entire offseason because they were interested in trading him. Yeah, I think, yeah, Russ is going to go nuts. And the fans there are going to cheer for him. It's not going to be some crazy environment. Probably won't even be loud in the loudest place in the world sometimes. Yeah, Russell is going to come in and go nuts. He's going to make every single Seattle fan go, why? I will be very interested to see if they, to hear if they boo him. I don't think they will. I think they're going to cheer for him. I think he's going to give like a warm embrace, warm hug. What I want to see is if Pete and Russ are going to talk. That's what I want to see. That might be that touchdown. Look at the sidelines. Look at Pete and tell him that he's a bitch. Bro, Russ is a fucking politician. They're oh, going yeah. to like <laughs> fucking shake hands before and after the game. <laughs> Russ is going to shake his hand before the coach does. Like, hey, good game, Pete. Probably <laughs> just run out there, bro. You couldn't. I wouldn't bet on fucking Geno Smith with your money. Oh man, I wouldn't either. Fuck it. No, I'm not taking Seattle at all. I don't think I'll bet on Seattle at all this year. Maybe if they go against Houston, which I don't even think they're loaded up for that year. So, no. Prop bet, Russ, 300, two touchdowns. I like those odds. I think I think that's going to be easy. I think Russ is going to be launching the ball everywhere. He knows how it is in Seattle. So a whole bunch of moon balls going up and landing in Jerry Judy or Corbin Sutton or K.J. Hamler's hands. I love it. Absolutely love yeah. it. That is, that is your week one pick-ups. We had picked out 
every single game, giving you the best picks for week one. It's going to be a great week. It's going to be a great year. Started off with a banger on Thursday already. So make sure you get these picks in. Absolutely. Because, man, like Jay said, he's red hot. I'm looking at him. He's got everything right. If you're not following us on IG or Twitter, you're losing your mind. We're at money underscore back underscore podcast on IG. And on Twitter, we're at money back pod. So make sure you're following us for our picks. Now, Jay, let's get into a little bit of random sports rundown real quick, huh? Let's do it. And man, oh man, do we have a really, really good one. Let's talk UFC. Let's talk from the very beginning because a lot has happened in the last 24 hours. On Thursday, what it sounds like is Kazmat and Holland's teams got into an argument behind the stage of the uh, press conference that they were going to have on Thursday. Nate's team got there, got involved as well. It became a crazy event where Dana White looked so shook that he just had to cancel the press conference and figure out what's going on. After that, they cancel the press conference. They move forward. Everything's fine. They go into weight. And Kazmat is 7.5 pounds overweight. One of the highest weight cuts or weight misses in UFC history. He's supposed to be at 171 is the max. He came in at 178 and a half. It was ridiculous. He he was on scale. It didn't look like he cared about making weight. He didn't take the hour to try to find a way to cut that seven and a half pounds. I mean, on an hour, that's a crazy cut to make anyways. But yeah, it was a uh, crazy, crazy to see a fighter just miss weight that badly and not care. And he is the third ranked fighter in this division, was. which if you, yeah, was the third best fighter in this division. And he had a shot. He beat Nate, which everyone's talked about. Oh, yeah, it's easy for Kazmat to do that, come in and beat Nate. And then at that point, now you're flirting with Leon Edwards, Uzman, uh, Kazmat to see who's going to get a title fight. He puts himself in a very bad position by losing this. And at the end of the day, Dana comes in and changes the card all the way up. The card is completely changed. You have Nate Diaz that did make his weight. He's going up against the guy he wanted to fight in Tony Ferguson. They are headlining your 279 UFC card. Uh, Kazmat will be going against Kevin Holland, which sounds like they're the reason why everything was going on backstage on Thursday. So now they get a chance to put hands on each other and fight at a catch weight. How interesting is this for the UFC, for Nate Diaz on his last fight and the future of Kazmat? Uh, I mean, Dana's not that pissed. Apparently, he was told about this weight cut. 
issue. He was like cramping up. Super disrespectful though to like continue to like refeed. Mm-hmm. Like you weren't close to 170. And the plan was to cut eight pounds overnight. Yeah. And he thought he was heavier. Like, completely disrespectful. Like, even the fact that flipping off the crowd at the weigh-ins, super disrespectful to, like, a champ like Nate Diaz. Not a champ, but, like, a former top. I mean, let's face it. He was a former champion. Was he? (laughs) Hall of Famer, for sure. 100%. Like, just completely disrespectful. Uh, don't love it. Uh, this card, it's interesting still. I can't believe they're letting him fight eight pounds overweight anybody. Yeah. Like, he's not fighting somebody at 180. No. Like, they're just going to let they're just gonna let the other guy eat, and they're going to fight him at a catch weight. But it's still not a great fight. I think he should absolutely be punished. I don't. I, I can't imagine, like, he's got to be fighting for, like, half the purse he was fighting before. And you need to give Nate Diaz whatever he wants. Sucks for Nate Diaz. Because if he had beaten Kazmat, immediately puts him on a short list for a title fight. 100%. Dana has to figure out a way to get Nate to sign some type of two-fight deal. Something like that. You can't let Nate walk away when he beats your third ranked fighter, but now yeah. we're not in that position anymore. Yeah. It's, it's not, not great. Again, is the card still entertaining? Yeah. But I mean, you're fighting. I think Tony Ferguson's on his last legs. Nate Diaz is on the last fight of his contract. This could be the last real fight for maybe both of them. Yep. I don't know. Not how I would prefer to see him go out, but I mean, We'll see what happens. Could be an entertaining fight because none of them have nothing to lose. None of them, neither of them have anything to lose. Yeah. Um, If Tony wins this fight, I have a strong feeling that um, Connor could be coming back to fight Tony. I think that might set up Tony to uh, get a couple more real fights in him before it's all over with. Uh, Nate wins this fight. I think it's a big fuck you to the UFC. He doesn't do any interviews. He's like, fuck you, I'm done. Or this is where Dana has to break kind of what he does. He's going to have to pay Nate big money because Nate is the one guy that's bringing the pay-per-view buys this week. The one guy. That's about it. No one else on this card. And even with the drama and everything, changing fights and everything, you're still going to probably have the same amount of uh, pay-per-view buys just because Nate's going to go in there and do his goddamn thing. Always does. The Always question does. is, question is, does he want to fucking win? Uh, yeah, I think this fight right here, now that it's changed up, I think Nate's going to come in. I mean, Nate's going to be the same old Nate, but I think if he smells blood in the water for real, he's not going to sleep like he did on Leon Edwards. I think he's just going to come in here and try not to get bloodied up like he always does and walk away with a win. Hopefully he's stopped and slaps fucking Dana White in the face on the way out. Who knows? We'll see. But a lot of drama coming into the UFC coming into this weekend. I still think it's going to be a great uh, card. Um, I will 
post my uh, odds when I finally get some for this. It all kind of happened right before we started recording. So once odds pop up, I will definitely give you uh, the better They're odds. They're up, I baby. Like. Ooh, what we got? Uh, we have Nate Diaz plus 110, Tony Ferguson at minus 130. Wow. Still, no. Throwing money on Nate. I don't like and the then, odds, but I'll take it. And then this is interesting. Uh, Kamzat, Chimeyev, uh, minus 550, and you got Kevin Holland at plus 390. Yeah, sounds about right. Kevin Holland isn't – he's not – he's about a year off, about a year and a half off from, like, really being up in the ranks and try to fight people. I, I hope Kevin Holland wins this. It's going to – catapult his career probably a year but man we've seen Kazmat fight man he had Gilbert Burns on the ropes but we've seen that he has a chin he has a chin that could be exposed Burns almost had him almost had the fight done but at the end of the day Kazmat's a beast and I think if Kevin Holland finds a way to stay off the ground he could win this fight I don't think that Kazmat is mentally like in this, like on this card. Like he's going to come in, he's going to fight, but he's not all the way in it. And you could tell he's flicking people off. He comes in overweight. He doesn't give a fuck. Crazy, crazy, crazy uh, development out of the UFC. But yeah, it is uh, going to be a hell of a weekend. UFC Saturday. Uh, football on Sunday, we are officially back into some really good sports. So make sure you uh check this stuff out because this could be good. And you know what time it is. It's time for Picks of the Week. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. The Money Back Guaranteed Picks of the Week. Before we do the actual picks of the week, week one is notorious for having really good games and really fucking shitty games. And we've got some really shitty games. Does this hit or who messes this up? Denver minus 280 at Seattle. Kansas City, minus 270 at Arizona. Indianapolis, minus 330 at Houston. Miami, minus 180 at home against New England. Cincinnati, minus 280 at home against Pittsburgh. And Baltimore, minus 320 at the New York Jets. Parlay that together. Those six is plus 571. Uh, Man, I don't think it misses. Maybe, um, no, I don't think it misses. I don't either. The only two things that I see on that is if Mac Jones just lights the fuck up out of Miami's defense and Tua just ain't that dude, or Lamar just has a shitty game. I don't know. There's like way the odds for the bad outcome to happen is just, I'll take the 565. 571. I bet this kind of thing a lot. 
it doesn't hit often, but this might be my where does it miss parlay of the week. Week one. There it is. Start off right. Uh, actual picks of the week. Uh, not consider counting all of my props and fucking parlays and all the <laughs> magic shit I have going on. Uh, we are going with uh, straight spreads. I'm taking the Bears plus seven over San Francisco. I think San Francisco wins, but I think this is a grinder. I don't know which team is going to show up, so it's very frustrating. I don't know exactly how it's going to end, but I love the odds at plus seven. I'm going to take Miami alternate spread minus six against New England. We broke it down a little bit. They're just bad, dude. New England is bad in Miami, and I hate it, but they didn't upgrade the safety position. I think Devin McCourty is going to show his age. Tyreek Hill is very fucking fast. If Tua can play well, that should be an easy win. I hope it loses. I truly do. I don't think it does. I'm going to take Carolina minus three and a half against Cleveland. That's plus 145 alternate spread. I'm doing that because they won't let me bet it any higher. I would take it up to nine and a half. I don't <laughs> think it'll be close. Uh, and then I'm going to take the Bucks. I'm going to take the Bucks minus two and a half uh, at Dallas. That's minus 115. Yeah, I just, you know, I think the Bucks are too good. I think Dallas is still pretty suspect on defense. Uh, I think even some of their good defensive players outside of Micah Parsons aren't really that good. So yeah, I'm going to take that. And then, yeah, I will, I will throw a unit on the, where does it lose parlay? I think. And we'll, we'll have a, some sort of a reel up that you can, you can follow along. There you go. Perfect. Uh, my picks, I have uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at plus 115 over the Washington Commanders. I think the Jags start the run right here, and I like it at plus 115. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings, even odds against the Packers. I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs minus 10.5 alternate spread. That's going to be plus 170. Yeah, I know the Chiefs have a hard time covering spread sometimes, but I think they're going to come out and light it up right away in week one. The Chiefs won about every game last year, and their ability to not cover the spread cost you so much money. So much money. But New Year, New Chiefs. We're going to go with that. Jordan Shrug. (laughs) No, no idea. We'll see how it goes, I guess. Um, I was a little convinced on these odds. That's the only reason why I'm taking this. I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders plus 150 against the Chargers. Even though I think the Chargers are going to win, I think those odds are something you can't pass up when you have a good team like this. And I'm going to take the Bucks minus two and a half. And I'm going to hope that my hot streak continues over 80% in season two of money back guarantee. Uh, Cause I got seven college football picks for this week. Follow it. Listen to our last episode, pick them. We'll see what happens. Hopefully this hot streak continues. They usually don't, but I'm feeling it. 
I'm feeling it. You feel it? The electricity in your fingers. I'm like, Thor. <laughs> Let's go. Packers defense. Pick six. Oh, God. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend enjoying this beautiful NFL slate that we have here. Don't forget about UFC on Saturday night. Me and Jay, we'll see you next week. See you next week, y'all. Football's back, baby. Let's ride. Let's ride.